everyone, and welcome to the Advictorium Solutions podcast. We call it Salesforce Simplified. And I'm Mike Boyle from Advictorium Solutions. And today, we're going to be speaking with Advictorium consultant Ricardo about Salesforce's Community Cloud. Mr. Ricardo, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for having me. How's it going, everyone? Ricardo here. We're going to dive right into exactly what Salesforce Community Cloud is. And in addition to letting us know what it is, Ricardo, tell us how it helps businesses. So in addition to telling you what Community Cloud is, I'll just start right there. Community Cloud, think of it in the sense of the term community. How do you extend your internal Salesforce experience to your community itself? A lot of people have different questions. What do you mean community? Well, it could be your partners and it could be your customers. How does it help your business? Well, exactly that. Help your partners and your customers interact with your internal Salesforce instance. And when I say instance, like your data, your automations, your workflow, whatever you choose to expose to them, that's how it could help them make their lives easier, how they help you. How do you go about picking the best type of community within Salesforce community? Okay, so that's a perfect question, and it plays into the first one. I mentioned partners and customers. There's different types of communities, and not to overlap with other types of clouds that Salesforce has, community can have the option of a customer or a partner. The big difference is, what data do you want to expose to them? And the biggest catch is, what about metrics and reporting? You can also help them view and visualize their data, what they put into the system, and perhaps any numbers you calculate in the background, things like that. What do you want to expose to your customer or your partner will help you decide which type of community you want. Okay. Can you tell us um, how community is different from regular Salesforce? So this is a big one right here. And this is where I get really passionate about Salesforce. And you'll be hearing a lot of things like partner and customer template, branding, design, and user experience. Because that's really what it comes down to the community. The community is a huge experience for those people, customers and partners, keywords. You'll be hearing those a lot from me. So how is it really different from regular Salesforce? Well, Salesforce, I mean, it has that lightning experience, really simplifies, smooths things for the sales user, for your service user, for your admin user, maintaining your data. However, you have so much more flexibility within Community Cloud. Using all the different templates that Salesforce has available for you, you can build one out of the box, spin it up in very short amount of time. And you know, I, I know we're all specific. We all want to make sure that we have the best for our customers or our partners. We all vary between industries, but that's the beauty of Community Cloud as well. You're not really married to anything like the Salesforce data model. And that's just really like the accounts, the contacts and opportunities. I keep saying Community Cloud is what you want to make of it because that's really what it is. What do you want to show off to your customers or your partners? It doesn't have to be everything. It can be just a streamlined, simplified experience and they can get what they want. I, I'm going to keep talking a little bit about this one. Did you have a question? I don't want to keep cutting you off. No, no. I just no, get really soon. passionate about it. No, no. <laughs> so it's really, it's so this, this is the cool stuff because it you're not limited to, like you have your Salesforce instance or your org, right? What you log into every day. With communities, you can have one community for perhaps um, those partner users that work within the Southeast, just as an example. And maybe there's a, a new West branch that we need to make a community for. But there are different time zones, different products, different people. You can make multiple communities and you're not really limited to one instance like you are in Salesforce. Spin up a different community. 
a different experience. And this is where I start getting a little bit technical, but you don't have to as well. I mean, you have the option. I mean, think about, you, you, you could, but should you as well? There's a lot of power within the community itself, like what they call audiences. That's a keyword. You can designate audiences for your partners or customers and give them a simplified, branded, and streamlined experience. Are there any license or record limitations within communities to, to be concerned about? Yes and no. Here's where we get really into the specifics, and I, I strongly urge to do your research. Salesforce has a lot of valuable help documents, specifically when it comes to the licensing around communities. It's an ever-changing world when it comes to this actual license term, but I'll break it down really easily for you. I'll be, I've, I've been talking a lot about customers and partners, and that's what the licenses are. Do you want to buy a, a customer license? Do you want to buy a partner license? And the big difference is what the objects that they have access to. A customer, think about a server's portal. They're coming inside, submitting cases. You're helping them out with their things, you know, providing support articles to help close out those cases. And you can have a partner community where you could be exposing sales data, leads maybe coming in or out, you know, the sky's the limit when it really comes to the sales aspect of it. How much do you want to empower your partners within that port? And I want to just, I'm calling them out again, those keywords, because that's what the, the licenses come down to. And not only that, you have an addition. So say perhaps you have customer licenses within your community. Let's say they're not logging in all the time. I mean, we live in a, in a world where everything is a pay by month per user per month type of model. You just look at Netflix, look at Amazon, things start start kind of to pile up. The beauty of community is that you also have login licenses. And login licenses, you basically get a bank of how many people can log in per month. And then you draw from that. You can have as many users. Well, there's some limits. We won't get into the specifics here. But you can actually have a set number of users that's larger than the amount of logins that you have. And they draw from it as needed. Record limitations, that's a big question. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't want to cut you off. I've only talked about the first part of it. Record limitations, I'm going to hop into that real quick. Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Okay, audience, I hope I still have you, but because record limitations is really where it comes into play. Think about what I said in the earlier cases, kind of customers, sales is kind of like partners. So I called out opportunities, opportunities, think about who would have access to this. Well, the salespeople, that's where your partner community comes in. Reports and dashboards, that's also a big one uh, because, hey, I mentioned logins versus regular named user licenses. There's also something that are called plus and plus is to be like the cool part of it because you get reporting and that's where you get all those metrics that you can expose to your users. Those external customer or partner users that you may have within your community. Um, have them log in, look at metrics. Well, maybe for the whole year, maybe there's a leaderboard. You want to motivate your salespeople. Um, those external users can see how maybe different products are trending across the nation. And another one is the type of information you're trying to deliver to them. We talk about community all the time. But let's think about why would you be logging into the community? Let's talk about the customer side. Some people may need to come in to create a case. They have a problem with the item they have, may have bought. You also have the option of like displaying those articles, frequently asked questions, things like that, user manuals. You can surface this app to the external users and they can browse them and self-serve without having to be requesting the information. It's all right there. So I know that was a big one, but record limitations, there's a lot of research out there, a lot of self-source help documents that you can access, all detailed there. It's ever-changing. Remember, knowledge is power within this one, but it's enabling you to build a beautiful community with a great experience for those external users. I can feel your passion. Tell me a little bit about pricing models. What do they look like? I talked a little bit about this in your previous question, okay? The really big thing that I would like to call out here, again, is the login aspect of it. 
you may not have everyone logging in every day. Maybe it's a once a week situation, you know, maybe twice. Look into those login licenses. You don't have to go full on out, but if you have to, be informed, go out there, do the research. We can help you, but take those steps, determine and picture the experience you're trying to build for these users in your mind. And I want to call that out again for your partners and your customers, the experience that you're trying to put out there, because it's really not like what you are used to within the normal Salesforce, your org, the instance, the one that you sign into every day. You have the power here to build a portal, and that's what it is, a community portal where those customers and partners can come in and try to access that information that you give them. So depending on what you build, you don't have to go all out for it. Go look at those pricing models, include it within the health documents. We can help you out. Take that experience to the next level. Gotcha. Security is a big word everywhere we turn these days. Talk to us a little bit about how security works within communities. That is a very, very good way of putting it. Security is extremely important, specifically when it comes to sensitive information, but I won't talk about that just yet. I want to really, I want to show off like it's the power of a community portal is that you don't you're not obligated to gate pages behind authentication. You also have the option of exposing public pages to your from your community. Um, think about your FAQs. Think about your manuals. Those are people that those are things that people may need to come in as a guest to your community, and that's keyword. Think about that. I said customer partner. There's also guest experiences for your community. Ho ho! Another layer to the community cloud. It gets interesting the more you look at it, more interesting the more you look at it, because it's a different layer experience that you're building into this one portal. Let's say this guest comes in, they need to submit a case, but perhaps they look through the articles that are automatically being filled into the subject line because they're typing something in, like saying, hey, this broke. And the first article that comes up is saying, when broke, do this. And they go, yes, actually, that's what's called customer deflection. You have that experience when it comes to actually the guest user, and also the name user. Whoever has signed in also gets that power. So you can leverage it on the public-facing aspect as well. Now, I want to get back to the security piece because I know it's really important and I want to talk about it. Uh, security, you have to be authenticated through username and password into the community. You can control that down from a complete top-level view, force people to sign in to view your community. You can also set it to public, globally, the whole community. The next thing that you would be looking at is controlling page access, authentication versus public. But that's kind of like run of the, like, it's just normal. You don't have to worry about anything. All of that is handled by Salesforce. That's really what you're getting here with the community cloud as opposed to something else. Maybe you're trying to build your own website. Take a look at the community cloud because you're you're not having to take that full responsibility of building out a robust identity engine. Salesforce is already doing that for you. And as a bonus, they're always enhancing it. So lately, I think one or two releases ago, don't quote me on it, it's already released. You can do alternative identification methods. What do I mean by that long word? It's just, hey, instead of using a username and password, I want to type in my phone number and get a verification code. You can change things that way. You know, perhaps these people are on the road. They don't have access to their username and password all the time. Maybe they forget. It's easier to go off by phone, type that V code. That's what we call verification code. And boom, you're logged into the community. One more thing that I want to call about, because security is so important, right? That's what we're talking about right now. Security is important. How does that look in the community? If you decide to forgo or perhaps do your SSO or 
you know, you, what I'm trying to say is you have the flexibility of doing that within the community and using the drag and drop features because we haven't talked about yet the builder in the community. That's also the beauty about it. The drag and drop, everything you can do is just what you see is what you get. If you build your own authentication method or perhaps there is an SSO that you need to comply with, with your company policies, you can enable that within your community. And the last thing I want to call about security is that you can also enable self-registration. And self-registration can also be gated. You can customize that process as much as you want in Salesforce when it comes down to it. And you're extending that view of Salesforce for your customer, partner, or guest user. That was a big one, Mike. I'm sorry I went so far into it. But as you said, it's extremely important. So I wanted to call out at least each one. Absolutely. Um, just two more questions for you, Ricardo. Let's say that I already have a community uh, on a different platform. Uh, am I able to move that over to Salesforce and create a community there? That's a, a wonderful question. And the answer is yes. Uh, follow it up with, we can help you. A big one that always gets migrated is articles. Think about those, how many, the images attached to the URLs that are being referenced. You get a lot of value from transferring that community into the, the Salesforce community cloud. But think about your process, like everything, plan it out. Yes, you can do it. You could, and you should plan it out, have a solid step process, and think about just setting it up and exposing it to a few select people that you trust within your customer partner user base, being like, hey, run this, give me your opinion. How does this differ from the other? And when they say, yes, I love it, that's when you can go, hey, all right, we're doing the whole thing in the community cloud, time to do it completely. Is that a gotcha. good enough answer for that one? A absolutely. L lastly, a person is listening to us right now. They're interested in community cloud. That's why they're here. But at the end of the day, regardless of everything that we've gone through to this point, they're going to want to know how is this going to make my business as service process more efficient? How would you answer that? It's a loaded question. Let's think about it for a second. Because process really comes down to, well, how do you measure success in your business? Uh, do you do for customers, uh, maybe for service users? Do you measure them in KPIs? Uh, do you measure perhaps in logins per day, those that have login licenses? Do you measure it in number of cases that were not fulfilled after case deflection triggered itself? And routed them to an article. It's a big, it's a big, big question, but it really, you need to understand your own business to come to an answer to it. When you're building out your community cloud, lay out your processes and your workflows, your automations, the things that you'd like to have. Look at your business, take a second and inspect yourself. Think about how you would like to do things in the future, because what you're setting up here, you're setting, your, you're setting a public view, if you choose to do it, or also a customer view, if you choose to do it or a partner view, if you choose to do it, keywords, just want to make sure that those come across to you, that will stand for a long time. Salesforce is growing. It's not going anywhere. The community cloud product is just evolving. It, you know, they get three releases a year. Measure yourself how you measure yourself, but also f remember that this community cloud will represent you in this space. It's a lot to take in. It's, it's a difficult question to answer because I, I can't tell you how will it make me more efficient? But I can tell you throughout the process of building out a community cloud you know, project, you come to understand the business because you have to understand the business from the internal side, the org that you log into every day. But you also have to understand how that customer, guest, or partner access is going to work. So you have to understand and make sure that the foundation is solid before you start building it. So take a chance and just look back at it and be like, it looks good. 
and let's move forward. And that's obviously something you help you know clients with day in and day out when you're setting up a community cloud for them. 100%. Yes, sir. Well, listen, Ricardo, I really want to thank you for joining us today and giving us all this great information about Salesforce's community cloud. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. And if you would like to learn more about how Community Cloud can help your business, just visit our website. It's advictoriumsolutions.com. Just look for the contact page and you can just send us a note and we'll be really happy to get back to you ASAP with any questions you have. I'm Mike Boyle from Advictorium Solutions and I want to thank you for joining us for our latest Salesforce Simplified podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast on their preferred podcast channel. And if you happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we sure would be thrilled if you gave us a five-star review for today's episode. Why? Because it helps us get the word out about this podcast. So thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of Salesforce Simplified real soon. (laughs) 